Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are those couples, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex. Terry is here too. This week, doing something a little different, going back and re-watching a favorite from New Who. This time it was Jill's turn to pick. She chose Silence in the Library, Force of the Dead, air written by Stephen Moffat, directed by Yaris Lynn aired may 31st 2008 and then i assume june 7th also probably what do we do next <laughs> this was a banger after banger good mm-hmm. pitch, shut, Jill. Up. <laughs> shut up we're not there yet i just like to, to let you know this was a banger what'd you say cody what before we begin it is time for everybody's <laughs> favorite podcast segment cody's 20-second plot synopsis. On your mark, it's a go. Ah, uh, Dr. Afrantana land on the library, and the, he says, like, it's a library, but everybody's dead, and then uh, River Song shows up, and you're not supposed to know who River Song is, but I know who River Song is. And they go through the whole thing, and then there's the Varash Tanata, and they're underneath the table oh, to God. eat chicken. Nailed it. <laughs> and the doctor does a fantastic job of just guiding people around it, except for the fact time. that everybody dies. That's I okay. need so much more time. I don't think I that's only gave fair. I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> Do you okay. know what hasn't changed in the three years since we've watched this? We're not there yet. But, oh, it's four years. Is it four? Yeah. It's five. Um, Cody still cannot pronounce Vashta Narada. Mm-hmm. Vashta Narada. Yeah, so we podcast about this before. You guys listened to our old podcast. Of course they from... did. Oh, you meant I, I us, not. not the listeners. Okay. Yeah. I assumed you meant the listeners. <laughs> I sure hope our listeners didn't, because yikes. <laughs> it's it, hey, it's one of the better sounding. Like I enjoyed that podcast. It was great. The I audio really was liked so it. good. Yeah. Yeah, back when you guys used to try. Yeah, I mean, it's eh. you got us on this fucking Doctor Who lorazepam pill. Excuse me, I have two <laughs> envelopes of notes today. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot of notes, Before too. we get to notes, it is time for a little game that we play. We're going to guess where the story fell on the Doctor Who Magazine 50th Anniversary poll. Now, we've been playing this game with Classic Who. This is a little different. This is a new Who story. So we're going to use the entire list of 241 stories that they had up until, or from the very beginning of Doctor Who in 1963 to the 50th anniversary. Where do you think this one fell? Terry. Oh, dang it. I was just trying to figure that out. I'm going to say, since it was such a banger, 69. Nice. Alex. Come on, guys. (laughs) Uh, I'm saying 56. Fucking fight me. Jill. 24. Cody. Number one. Mm. <laughs> <Wow. Sam. laughs> 
35. It was 31. Fucking Sam. Jesus. You, okay. You don't know, but I am making the most excited face I've ever made right now. (laughs) (laughs) We we, we know. (laughs) So, for a little treat, I finally went through all of our old podcasts and tabulated everyone's scores from this game we're playing. Took me like an hour today. Holy shit. Well, the first two, we played the game like in the middle of the podcast, so it took me forever to find them. And then they're always like in the first two minutes, so it's really easy. But the top three of you are all so close to each other. Oh, no. And Cody and Sam are also playing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Cody has now picked number one three times, if you include today. (laughs) He he has picked the bottom number like four times. (laughs) So he's really shooting himself in the foot. But uh, Terry, your average, how far away you are, is 37.3 placements on the list. Nice. Okay. Alex, yours is 37.6. Ooh. Wow. So I have to kill and that's Terry. Out of, I think that's out of 23 <laughs> podcasts that we've done. Damn. Jill, your average is 38.3. You're just right behind them. And then there's other people. Yeah. <laughs> Cody's at 44.6. Sam's at 46.4. I can't help it. I vote with my heart. Cody votes with his rage. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Okay. Um, Now what do we do? Just talk about the story? Hey, hey, Jill. No, we just linked our other podcast. Yeah, and here's a link to our old podcast from five years ago. Jill, you picked this. Why? And after you say why, what'd you think? I chose this story because... I knew this was the first river story. I didn't remember a lot of it. Like, I, I remembered this, the premise. I didn't remember, like, the river parts of it, which bothered me. And, I mean, it's I think it's kind of meant that way. Um, so I wanted to go back and watch River's last, you know, uh, the, her end of the story. Um, and kind of put that into context of, like, what we knew in the future as we continue watching. Yeah, I think I recommended in the uh, Husbands of River song when they do the story right before this, where she actually goes to the singing towers. I recommended watching this so you could see how much they actually click together, but I don't think anyone did that. Definitely did not. And I'm super glad we came back to this one. River's obviously my favorite character of the whole series so far. You were really close to picking a angels episode but clearly you're happy you did this one yeah i really i really did want an angels but man there's just so much more depth to the story like after you've seen river's entire story and we'll get into that but super happy i went back and watched this i actually watched it twice and listened to our previous pod which is a lot of commitment from me so you're welcome um so what did i i I didn't even do that (laughs) yeah and i took two envelopes of notes because that was the closest paper i had envelopes (laughs) <laughs> they're alex's birthday envelopes thanks for the sacrifice um i it was super good there's still parts of it where i have questions and i probably shouldn't but i wasn't dwelling on those parts 
Um, I was one of the things in the podcast that you asked, and maybe this is getting too much into the weeds, but uh, Jake asked about Moffat and writing for women, saying that he like has been, I don't remember the exact wording, but that he's like not or he's known for writing women poorly. So that was something that was really on my mind because I listened to the podcast first. Um, and that's kind of like the take I took from the whole story. And I really strongly disagree with my previous statement in our previous version of this podcast. But I'll, <laughs> I will get into that part later. So I didn't really like, I still have questions. I don't fully grasp the whole idea, but I absolutely loved everything about the Doctor and his relationship with Donna and his relationship with River Song and like just watching it all weave together. Yeah, that old episode was clearly when I was still under the impression we were going to take this seriously. <laughs> and I was long ago disillusioned of that notion. <laughs> but uh, it was my intention to continue talking about that as we went on and met new women that he was writing. Uh, I think the biggest criticism for him in Doctor Who is that his women are kind of all the same. Like River, Amy, and Clara are all just like, really fast talking whip smart uh women and i've heard people who are defenders of him say that he writes female characters based on the two most important women in his life that's his wife and her mother who are both wildly successful television producers and are fast talking whip smart women and so that's what he goes off of but um yeah, he gets a lot of shit for female characters. That still remains true. My previous response was that I didn't I wasn't impressed with Donna and I complete like I think she could have been written better and um like I think she played the character really well. That's what I said in the previous podcast, but that I didn't like the writing or her story and I completely disagree with that after rewatching this twice. Like I thought Donna's character was brilliant and there was so much depth to it like in all elements. And, even, and all the women, like, I, I really enjoyed all of the writing for all of the women throughout both of these Is there any episodes. Doctor Who character that gets more shit on than Donna? Like, we're four episodes away from her having her memory erased. Maybe that'll come back, uh, or I mean, we're going to see her again in the 60th, so maybe they'll do something with that. But... Her getting her memory erased and having to go back to her old life when she's grown so much isn't even the worst thing that happened. In this, she lives a whole life, has her children taken away because they never were real in the first place. And then this man who was, who really loved her and was perfect for her was a real person. And they just miss each other. Because fuck Donna, apparently. Donna <laughs> and she has just has the worst story in this. The worst I mean, overall... Worst as in, like... Yeah. The worst overall story arch of any character in Doctor Who. Yeah, she really gets it tough. I would say we've had the most episodes of her getting shit on, but, like... And the way that it happens. But there's there's other... Like, there's other characters that have... Every other worse. companion has an arc. Except for, you know, uh, Chris Chibnall's characters. Uh, but Donna's arc is that she's a loser. She doesn't believe in herself. She's just a temp, all this stuff. And she learns to become 
like uh, her true self, like a good person who saves people. And then she becomes the Dr. Donna. And then she has it all taken away from her. And she just has to go back to who she started out as. And in the last scene of this season, we see her just right back to like calling her friends and um, dishing about bullshit that's like going on and, you know, just talking shit about people. She just immediately goes back to the terrible person she was when we first met her. And that's it. Even in this story alone, like you talked about her kids and Lee, but just like the fact that she um, like finds out that she's not going to be at the doctor, like she doesn't know what her life looks like. Um, but just like the heartbreak that she experiences when River doesn't know yeah, her. Didn't, didn't and, even like, think of that. Yeah. Putting all of that together. Ugh, it's just devastating. <laughs> like this is what she knows and cares about. And there's so many. Are we going to keep doing uh, what did other people think? Because I have a lot more Donna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also with uh, um, Evangeline, when she was asking for the nice lady, and like Donna the whole time was like, who on earth, like she did not recognize that she was the nice lady. I think lady Donna knew she was the just... nice lady, but she's like too much of a nice lady to be like, oh, that's me, I'm the nice lady. Well, she does say, I think she's talking about me, like in a second. Oh, I missed it, that. My bad. Yeah, you're, you're right, Cut Jill. Me. Let's uh, let's continue going around before we get too much. I got more Donna, though, so let's come back we'll to come Donna. Back. Yep. Pretty boy um, and nice lady. Yeah. Dave one, Cody? Dave two. What do you want? It's proper Dave and other Dave. Come on. <laughs> okay, Dave A and Dave one. Hey, Cody, what'd you think of this one? Man, nobody hates Donna Noble more than me. However. I don't think that's true. Nobody, Jake. Donna's fantastic. Her acting was incredibly good. This... It maybe it's because I'm just clamoring, just desperately scraping at the Doctor Who that I once knew. So this ep- these two episodes were the most amazing thing that I've ever seen. But these two episodes are absolutely fucking stunning. Acting on point, music insane, sets, uh, well, prop design and other stuff, great. What was wrong with the sets? They were in a real place. The sets were green. Some. We had this discussion on the previous pod, I too. still I'm didn't notice it. Me. I didn't notice it last time. Didn't notice it this That's time. That's purposely why I didn't listen to the podcast from <laughs> yeah. before. We, talk, we talked about it, and it's just green lighting. It's not green screen. It's just green lighting. No, like all the towers, the whole library, um, like the external portions of the library. These Yeah, that's not. that's a different planet. They can't really go to another planet. Yeah, that's gonna it's gonna be uh, it's not even green screen. It's animated. Just don't show it. It didn't give anything. It, it <laughs> you have push to the show vibes. it. No, like when they were running through the tunnel and they you like can't be out. Star Trek in the 60s. You can't or you can't just like be like, hey, we're on another planet and show nothing of it. Like you have to have establishing shots. That's how <laughs> visual storytelling works. Ah, well, uh, don't involve the people. Just have an outward shot. <laughs> Yeah, apparently when there's no picture, people just love the audio stories of everything, so. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, mm-hmm, Jake, mm-hmm. I liked it. Nice. They did a bunch of, I'm just looking up locations. They did, they were in the Swansea Library, um, the Medical Center at Cardiff that they use over and over again. Uh, but yeah, the, a bunch of different buildings that they all like, you know, make to seem like all the same building. I, I think the stuff in the library looks gorgeous, particularly the room where the TARDIS is when he's standing there and snaps at the end. 
fucking gorge. Uh, Sam? Great episode. Great, great episode before, great episode again. That's all, Jake. <laughs> Terry? I really liked it. I definitely had forgotten a lot of stuff. Uh, so watching it again was great. Um, you didn't podcast with us on this one when we first did it, right? No, it was just two couples. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a couple couples. And a baby. Because I, I couldn't remember if I had seen this or not. I know I'd seen like clips of it. But there Where were definitely you see parts clips of, of just... it and not see the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. Let me talk. You watch British sci-fi <laughs> clip shows? <laughs> Maybe. Um, but just the fun twist of like you have this beautiful woman in like century, 18th century clothing or whatever, and you're just like, who the hell is this thing? Is like, is she a virus or the embodiment of the Vashnaduradu? Close. And Narada, <laughs> sorry. And um, still and then it's there. Evangeline. And that's so good. And uh, it's uh, and just the supporting cast was really good. The whole Dr. Moon kid, what's real, what's fake thing was such a fun little mind twist of you think then like Dr. Moon is like, oh, he's the bad guy. He's like, this isn't real. Those people are real. You've got to help. And it's just like some weird thing. It's like, who the hell is he? And he's showing up with Donna and you don't understand what she's going through. And then you just like Cal just keeps showing up. Why is Vashta Narada so hard to say? I don't know. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Terry, all, all good points and we'll come to them and talk about them individually. Instead of just listing them all and then not talking for 40 sorry, minutes. I was excited. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Alex, what'd you think of this one? I don't know why, but so I've seen when when we first did this as the group, I've seen the entire river run. And so like I knew and it should have hit hard when I watched it then. But for some reason, like I was just really really thinking about the whole like path of river and then the two scenes in this, like, it really hit really hard. And it's it's incredible. Great writing. Fucking loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm obviously a Moffat apologist. All of his four stories during the RTD era are fucking bangers. And this was no exception. Yeah. It's fight night. Banger after banger, baby. <laughs> Yeah, whoever brought up the supporting cast, we'll get more into them. Like, I I wrote down, like, just fun facts about all the actors. But, yeah, that's a huge thing. Like, it's a small cast. There's only, like, what, six people in this thing? Six or seven? And uh, they're all just great. And they really, like, in an episode or a story that's this long, you need that to work. Because if those, and I'm not even talking about, like, Dr. Moon and, you know, some and the what's the name of the husband? Lee. Lee. But the people on the team, like if they don't work, this story sucks because they're like the heart of the story. Like it's it's or not the heart. The heart is the doctor and river, but they're the they're the meat and potatoes around it. That's what you do, right? You put a heart inside a bunch of meat and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say 
I thought you were going to say like this the second They're the stomach the second heart <laughs> oh because gosh. it's no. it's uh, the doctor. Oh, that's pretty good. Hey, can I ask you guys a serious question? No. Did the creator of WandaVision just copy this story? Oh man, do the I need to watch WandaVision? WandaVision? Hold on. Never seen it. How so? I don't understand what you mean. I I almost want to say yeah. I was so I watched there's a YouTube channel called The Real Rejects. I watched them do a reaction to this and the whole time like they they did it a couple years ago like while WandaVision was currently airing and they were watching it and they're like holy shit this has so many of the same beats of WandaVision like Matt Shakeman who created it must be a Doctor Who fan because you know she's created an alternate reality for herself she doesn't know why she's there she's created two children that are fake and a husband and uh at the end she has to like face reality and it all starts disappearing a lot of the same beats so just the Donna part of the story sure but even when um when they're like I was watching this reaction video and when they start like talking to the little girl and like some like you see the doctor on the TV or you know the other little things they kept going Wanda are you there Wanda <laughs> like uh they do on the radio in the second episode of WandaVision it's great I I'm inclined to say no because it seems like a general enough premise like we've had like fucking Matrix. Like we've had this shtick out in the universe forever. Like it's not a unheard of thing to be in a simulation and then realize your life isn't real and then have to give it up. Like that's I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just that they were watching at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh but it, I thought it was hilarious. That's, um, yeah, that's pretty good though. Cause Loki, a lot of the writers that I listen or in podcasts that I listen to a lot of people were saying that Loki was just Doctor Who, and they were just basically telling a Doctor Who story about Loki. Hmm. That's interesting. But yeah, before we move on to everything, because we were watching, or we watched these two stories, or these two episodes for this, I just kept going. I just, uh, before we had volleyball tonight, I watched the season finale. <laughs> I just kept watching. <laughs> Turns out I like Doctor Who, guys. Oh, imagine that. Well, it turns out you like new Doctor Who. You didn't do that hey. shit with a classic. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you, you don't think I have watched all those DVDs I have? Well, that was part of a mission. Like, you don't just willy-nilly turn them on and keep watching. Ah, uh, there's something. Like, there's a couple podcasts I listen to that I'm, like, way behind on because I haven't watched the stories they're doing in a long time. So I'll I'll get a bug at my butt and just pop one in just so I can listen to a podcast. Okay, okay, okay. So, Terry, you wanted to talk about Miss Evangelista. Why don't you do that? I really liked her dress. Her dress was sick. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. Um, but also just her character in general, too. Just, like, her design. I was talking to Cody about this when I watched it. Uh, but, like, the top side ponytail thing just made her look ditzy as hell and just her lips just the way they are that naturally oh, droop down and then just like a her big physical fat lip on the bottom <laughs> but it works so well for her let character. me tell you about this bitch <laughs> she got lips <laughs> fucking lips on this bitch i told cody but <laughs> <laughs> so her name is Tallulah riley 
Um, I looked her up. She played a character called Angela in 12 episodes of Westworld. She was a nurse in Thor the Dark World. She was in the movie Inception as Blonde. <laughs> she oh, was yes, one blonde. of the girls one of the girls in the Pride and Prejudice movie, one of the sisters, Mary Bennett. Dude, she's um, fucking working. And she has twice married and divorced Elon Musk. Oh, mm. what? There's what? nothing scandalous going on there. Twice? Twice? Yeah, you get 50% of the money the first time, and then you get, you know, a 50% <laughs> oh, there's a prenup. the second 100%, time. 100% 100% a prenup. <laughs> Better lawyer up, Elon. Well, I mean, they divorced <laughs> in 2012. I don't know how rich was he then. Then they remarried the next year. And then they divorced in 2014. The lawyers the weren't good year, enough the first time. That's bullshit. Oh, the divorce was finalized in 2016. He had to have had some money by then. When did he... Yeah, time's a flat circle. But yeah, that's, <laughs> anytime she comes up, that's kind of like her biggest credit is <laughs> marrying and divorcing Elon Musk. Like they have kids together? No, Alex. Oh, I'm looking at a picture. It's the two of them with two boys. Oh, maybe. This very quick paragraph I read on Wikipedia did not say anything about children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are his his kids from a different uh, wife. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, yes. All the wives. I mean, Elon fucks. Like, how many times do you have to be divorced before you're like, hey, maybe we could just live together for a little while? <laughs> like, the first time a chick plays with your dick that you don't have to marry her you can just like hang out he is not on the banging list alex i don't know well no he's not banging but he fucks i would also disagree with that yeah i don't walk into i don't see that guy walk into a room and think oh that guy fucks i think like oh that guy has really disappointed some women that guy really needs some lipitor and some veggies if i just see him i would agree a little bit of sun but I know how much he's worth, and people that are worth that much, fuck. Well, yeah, but like not well. <laughs> Enough to get kids, Jake. <laughs> I knew we could do that. Oh, oh damn, my feelings. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> get, get roasted. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, someone bring Jill. Bring us back to Doctor Who. What do you want? What you got? Oh, I got lots of stuff. Go through them notes. Oh, just, just one. Uh, well, my first note is all of the River Dock interactions. So, I yes. mean, I think notably, and like probably why... So, sorry to reference our previous pod again, but I am. In our previous pod, my biggest disappointment is that we talk 0% about River Song. <laughs> well, you guys didn't know anything about her then, and I she couldn't spoil anything. a lady right. with a screwdriver. And that's and all that's, she was. Yeah, and she was. And we're like, oh, and she's also banging at the end because the dress, and they know what they were doing. Like, that, we had that conversation, but that's it. And yeah. that's so disappointing. <laughs> so, but like, it, it after... fully hooked Cody, though. He yeah. was enamored by the character but, at that point. But, like, after you know everything, River Song, and then going back and watching this, like, all of the dynamics with River and the Doctor, like, it just makes it that much clearer. Like, it solidifies their story, you know, of like, yeah. he well, and, really didn't know her. Like, there's no denying that. And um, it works. Like, it fits 
the other stories, How even though... much in advance did they write those other stories? That's my question. Like, like, it was so good. The concept, the river concept, how did this happen? Where did it start? I'm well, assuming Moffat. The name came from a joke between Moffat and RTD, which I had to have brought up in the last podcast. You yeah. did, you, you can say Ars. it again. Yeah. It was it. ours. Repeat. So yeah. They're good. They would joke about writing a story called A River Song Ending because it spelled the word arse. And <laughs> they thought it was hilarious. We're 12. So then. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Moffat's turn to write a story. He, I believe at this point, knew that he was going to be the next showrunner. Um, so he decided to actually do it and to put in some things that he could continue. But just the, I mean, we're. We're we're a couple years away from her returning in that two part angel episode with Matt Smith, but she is she's got the character down, and it doesn't really change that much up no. until her ending, other than like some dramatic beats. But like the way she plays it is kind of set right here, and she's absolutely incredible. I mean, we've met Alex Kingston; she's she's yeah. absolutely it like she's fucking awesome the whole mm-hmm. time i was watching i was like fuck i I, ha- I was in the same room i had a picture with her it's crazy <laughs> you touched her inappropriately <laughs> she touched me me inappropriately if anything <laughs> but like the foresight of all of that and like the like i don't know just the balls that it would take to like write that story because like there's other there's a lot of else going on in the story like that's not the story but to me, this that's the story, like, after we go back. And that's, again, why I wanted to go back and watch this one. Because there's yeah. so much happening, and there's so much that, like, checks out with later River. Yeah, and then it's just dressed up in a bunch of Moffatisms, like, the things he likes to do. Like, you know, what are kids afraid of? They're afraid of statues. They're afraid of shadows. They're afraid, you know, doing doing the shadow thing is brilliant. And then... You know, setting it in a library and having like the alternate reality and the, you know, having something that you think is a dream as a girl's describing a dream. And then the doctor and Donna showing up in the dream and not in what we think is reality. It's all, you know, just dressing up what you're saying is the actual story, which is these two. And we're getting a brief snippet of it, of what's going to be a big story. But we're getting the end of it, which is insane to start a story at the end. Dude, that first, that scene when they were, like, she sits down to start journal matching, and he has no idea what she's doing or talking about. Where she and, like, realizes. The, yeah. And the devastation. She's like, oh, good job pretending you didn't know yeah. me. Oh, the devastation. Like, Alex Kingston is a fucking actor. Like, holy okay. shit. <laughs> yeah. Was... I don't understand how she knows that the first time that they meet is going to be her last day that still just doesn't make sense to me i don't think she knew it was going to be her last day in that moment she knew it'd be the last time she saw him because it's his first time seeing her it's not in reverse that doesn't make sense i think it was kind of intended to be and i mean she does see him again in like her digital form but like they're I, I don't know exactly how very linear their interactions are, but well, I think for a lot of it we could just assume it's front to back. Well, and there's there's adventures we don't see off off camera yeah. that they have. So But also I there's like big finish stories where she meets the yeah. other doctors. She says in Husband's River Song she's met all of his faces, like, you know. 
it's not a perfect no like, but she knows passing shift he doesn't know who she is yeah then it's over yeah but the whole, so the like just their dynamic throughout i mean it's her dynamic because it's not his like he's cold as he should be like he doesn't know who she is some but crazy like, lady her, with a screwdriver his screwdriver right yeah. Like her quippiness throughout and like that carries through until her like one emotional moment. Ugh, oh, man. It's not just one so line. good. Yeah, not those times, not one line always gets me. Don't cry every dare. time. I don't know why, but watching it this time fucking hit. Because like <laughs> I it just like as she's saying that line, I'm thinking of all of the other uh stories we see with her as like, oh, God. Yeah, it's more important to her yeah. to have that experience than to live. Like, that's how important her relationship with him is. So good. Like, I fucking sacrifice any one of you to live another day. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. <laughs> I'll, I'll burn this fucker down. <laughs> like, we see the relationship grow throughout these two... We can't call them episodes. What are they, Jake? Stories. But they're not stories, it's one story. They're literally episodes. Yeah, okay. episodes, one story. Okay, so the two episodes, um, like, we see their relationship grow, but he's still, like, pretty standoffish, as he should be, until, like, even when he hears the name, like, I forgot that that's what, I know that the name was associated in this story, I didn't remember where, um, to the point where I wrote a note, like, what does she tell him, forgetting that that's what it was, because it's, he still didn't oh, yeah. come around to it right away. But, and they like, don't really bring it up again until until the end. Right. The end. Well, until Matt Smith's last episode with her. Yeah, but then so, but the fact that he like figures out and like just there's enough like dynamic that he knows to like give her the best life and whatever else. Like she's not a stranger to him, even though she is. Like all of that is just so well done. And I, yeah, I just I mean, they do. I, sorry, Alex. They do kind of. Because it is a weird concept, and I know they're easing the audience into it, but they do really hammer it home a few too many times. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> I do know him. He does not know me. And then Donna being like, what are you talking about? Are you just talking gibberish? Donna, you're a fucking time traveler. You, <laughs> you This should not be an insane concept to you. I mean, I think, so li listening back again to our podcast, um, none of us really like... <gasps> felt anything about river except jake and alex that knew but didn't want to like push too much on us dude so jake and i fucking walked that line yeah it you was did. so good but none of us like grasps grasped it so i don't think they hit home too many times we're all way too dumb <laughs> no yes i think steven moffat was like hey um I don't know if you guys have heard Mary to Who, but this is the like this is what we're working with. So let's <laughs> just keep drilling it in this show. <laughs> because maybe someday they'll get it. <laughs> the whole episode, you blatantly lied straight to our ear holes about Ripper. Well, at Song. that point, it was it was a face. What did we say? That she okay, Jake. You said she doesn't come back. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, okay. nobody you, believed him. But you instantly no. refuted because you knew that the doctor was going to see her again. Well, so, I, like, you knew. Yeah, we. Well, that I was instantly a joke. refuted because we had a bunch of followers that used River Song as their name, and I was like, "Why would someone <laughs> name their username after a one-off character? That makes zero sense." 
That's meta, and you shouldn't be looking at those usernames. <laughs> I ran our social yeah, media. Early days, you were way too much into the internet on <laughs> spoilers. And now I'm not on the internet at all, so. <laughs> okay, and, but. And this is where spoilers came from. Okay, going That's back true. to the spoilers. Donna point where you said Donna's a time traveler and she should know. But I think this, like, all goes back to, like, Donna figuring out that she's not in this forever. So, like, I don't think yeah. that it's that she couldn't figure it out. It's that she had feelings. Okay. And that's okay. Are you guys ready for an unpopular opinion? Hit it. We all know you don't like Donna. Donna's story was so much better than River's story. Oh. oh that is unpopular. I think you're right. Do you mean in this episode or yes, overall? in this episode. Oh. Like, well, I get that you guys, yeah. everyone felt the river. Much. It was meteor. Yeah, it, it, as a standalone story, yeah, you're totally right. Okay, but I still didn't care about, I didn't not care about River Story. I just really, it didn't, it wasn't there for me. Donna's story, I wanted to ball at. It was awful. I hated every second of it. It was so sad. Hey, Sam, you can ball at it. You don't need to wait for permission. <laughs> I knew the stutter was coming when he was going to teleport away, and I still got choked up. I was like, no. Yes. That part was uh, worse for me than any of River's parts. When we did our episode on this, I asked some of our Twitter friends, is this the saddest episode for Donna? And they all said no, because of the last episode where she has her memory erased. But in this one, she has her family taken away. Including, yeah. like, the love of her life. Yeah, so we can talk about it this time. I feel like this episode is worse than that one. This is yes. Donna's yes. worst Thank episode. You. I agree. I mean, the other one's really bad, too. Yes. <laughs> she... Yeah, but she doesn't remember it in that one. So she doesn't realize it's a bad day. It was day. done against her will. It's not just a bad day. She becomes her old self again. Like, the whole point of her story is her journey, and it's erased. And the doctor does it against her will. She's actively saying, no, don't do it. I'd rather die. And he's like, too bad. What's <laughs> I that, decide. What's that saying where, like, don't be sad because it's over, smile because it happened? <laughs> but it's over and it didn't happen. And also, now you just don't remember everything. But in this one, she has memories of it. Man. But it's, it's not even just that she doesn't remember. It's that she regresses yeah. back to yes. the awful person she used to be. Oh, Donna. So talking about against your will, we talked about the doctor saving River at the end. And now, like, thinking back through the entire story of River and how she is, she would go absolutely batshit insane if she was stuck inside of a computer, right? River? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we we see her as the computer form. And she seems fine, but it's also day one, <laughs> but it's also not. No, it's not. It's the end. Like he asks her, how are you still in there? You should have like um, denigrated by now. You should like it, the program should have ended. When and was she this? Said, was this the episodes we watched this? Yeah, this is in um, the name of the doctor, the one right before the 50th anniversary. OK, so I didn't watch that episode. And she, yes, you did. Well, Today. Not, um, not for this, this podcast. Oh. <laughs> but he says, or she says she didn't, she didn't degenerate or, de or you know, denigrate the program because he hadn't said goodbye yet. So then he says goodbye, uh, she disappears, and she can go and, like, properly die. I forgot about that. I should watch that episode. Good news. 
You can. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can. <laughs> so on the like, this is a terrible episode for Donna, but one of the things that got me is when the doctor snaps his fingers and the TARDIS doors open, and he has just like this little smile, like you've seen someone, like you see someone you haven't seen for a long time. That's just like a comfortable, like I don't know, friend, companion, whatever. Like, just that little, like, glimpse. I'm like, okay, everything's fine. Like, hopefully it was that way for Donna, too. Like, she seems settled in it. But it it just shows, like, so early on, like, their dynamics of working together, like, early on in the story, before he, you know, decides to make decisions for her that he probably shouldn't have made. Um, I think I like how it comes full circle to that, where, like, she's still there. Especially after, like, I I felt like she didn't want River to be saved. <laughs> or because like, she she looks super disappointed like in the fact that he's chasing her like i don't i don't know i mean i'm sure she had feelings about river like they had a lot of conversations that we saw <laughs> not all of them were good i'm sure she's just confused and has no idea what he's talking about and Catherine tate's like no one's looking at me i don't need to act <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be. but i do like that they like added that little touch in of like just the smile yeah. when he saw her well in the episode right after this midnight the oh, it's God. the Donna Light episode, and after all the shit the doctor goes through, like he, you know, she's chilling in the in the resort, and he comes and just like silently, they just approach each other and give a big hug. Like she's just like, you went through some shit, and you just need a buddy. We don't talk about great. that episode because it sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> um, God, there's a podcast listen to called the ringer verse on the ringer and they're finally doing some doctor who stuff and they're basically doing like four episodes over a year to get ready for the 60th and they're spending three episodes of those four on like the david Tennant era and they're gonna spend a whole thing just talking about midnight and it's not even the best episode of the season it's probably fourth and uh i people that blow midnight just i don't get them what happened in midnight there's people that actually like Midnight. There's like that bus no, that Midnight's breaks good, down and then they start the... repeating themselves and then like. Yeah, it, but like this episode and the one right after it, Turn Left, are both way better than Midnight. I don't like Midnight was written in a weekend because they lost a writer and needed something really fast. So like a script wasn't working and it shows it's a super simple script that was directed within an inch of its fucking life and the actors crushed it and it's technically difficult and they were awesome but it's maybe not it's well better written. than i'm remembering it you're talking me into it jake <laughs> <laughs> um okay my other favorite thing of going back to listen to our old podcast is listening to us guess what the next episode is because now that i know what yes. the next episode is that's gold we we that. were so far off. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we justified this one though. Yeah. Like this one was well justified. It was like, yeah, they're the books did turn into the forest. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so the next one we're doing is called Tomb of the Cybermen. Can you guess what that's about? <laughs> I think it's in a cave. <laughs> oh, almost. <laughs> Terry, you tried talking before Sam started talking, so go ahead. Oh, well, I haven't seen Midnight, so I didn't know what you were talking about. And I looked it up, and I saw um, an actor that I recognized in it. The boy from Merlin? 
Yeah. yeah. That has everything to do with this podcast that we're talking about right now. <laughs> Y'all I'm were talking about Midnight, and I had no idea what you were talking about. about. You just got to be but in the dark sometimes. At the same point, going back to the supporting cast, I thought Anita, um, played by, what are you? Uh, Jessica Williams, really good. Like, I, I just loved, like, how her when she saw she had two shadows and was just like in a panic mode and just, you really felt for her. It's like, I just saw proper Dave turn into a human blender from these things and is now walking around and chasing us. And it's like, I don't want that to happen to me. And Oh man. And then she ended up getting eaten anyway. And I was like, ah, Ooh, that reminded me of uh, the line that river had to the doctor where she was arguing with him. It's like, there's five people alive here now. Focus on that. And there and were that six in well, the Well, that was, that was cool. But that triggered like a memory. Because didn't Capaldi say that all the time? Like, there's this many people alive right here, right now. I'm focusing on that. Like, wasn't that something he did? That seems familiar, actually. Eh, kind of in a different way. It was in more a, a way? way of like, it was more a way of like explaining away being an asshole like, hey, this person just died. Shouldn't we have like a moment of respect? And like him being like, I don't have time. I'm trying to keep the rest of you alive. Like right. we'll cry yeah. later. In the the express one. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of a like a throw forward, throw yeah. back, throw forward. Into the Dalek, that mummy on the Orn Express. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it was just good writing. Fuck, man. How everything just like <laughs> foreshadows everything. God damn it. Good pick, Jill. Jesus. <laughs> I win. <laughs> uh, you want to hear some stuff I wrote down about the actors? Yes. Nah. <laughs> so, Colin Salmon, who played Dr. Moon, this fucker just works. He has 125 credits on IMDb. I know him as, like, the the lead army man in Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil movie. Fucking great. Yeah. Um, the little girl, Eve Newton. This is her only credit on IMDb. Really? Yeah. She killed it. She was really good. She was great. Uh, Mark Dexter, who played the dad, but doesn't do a lot, but um, he's in Industry on HBO, a show that I really like. Uh, he was Tony Benn in five episodes of The Crown. Sam, you watch Crown? I do. He played the UK Prime Minister in one of the Transformers movies, and he's he's been in every UK TV show ever. Um, there are two nodes that we see, like the the robots with the human faces that we see Don as one of them at the end of the first episode. Uh, we talked last time about the male one, Josh Dallas. He was he was Prince Charming in 134 episodes of Once Upon a Time. Too many. Yeah. Way too many. Since then, he's been in 62 episodes of Manifest, which is still dropping There's new episodes on Netflix. Also too many of that show. Yeah. But the other node, Sarah Niles, we didn't talk about her last time because she hadn't done much, but now she's blown up huge because she's the therapist, Dr. Sharon, in Ted Lasso. I have oh. yet to watch that show, and I only hear good things. Right. Oh, you should remedy that because it's good. Oh, she was in Sandman, too. Well, we finished beef. Sorry, cut that. Oh, yeah. Other Dave, also in Handmaid's Tale. Oh, wait. <laughs> Did I ever say Handmaid's Tale before? Nope. No. 
Um, other Dave, his name's O.T. Fagbenley. Can't pronounce his last name. He was Luke in 39 episodes of Handmaid's Tale. Um, last year, there was a miniseries called First Ladies, or The First Lady, that was about Michelle Obama. He played Barack Obama in 10 episodes of that. <laughs> oh, shit. He was the guy in the Black Widow movie that keeps, like, getting them equipment and, like, gets them a helicopter and stuff like that, if you watch the Black Widow movie. So he's crushing. And then it's time for my favorite thing. is the the career extra who writes their own IMDb page. Matthew Roman, uncredited as one of the saved. Just a guy in the background, but he put it on IMDb because he's insane. Hell yeah. He has been in 20 total episodes of Doctor Who. He was a reporter in Partners in Crime. All of these are uncredited, by the way. A policeman in Deep Breath. Someone in the crowd in The Magician's Apprentice. Someone in He's the been... crowd. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's been soldiers, monks, and cybermen in Series 10. He was a sniper bot in The Ghost Monument and in Battle of Ranskar of Kalos. He was a teammate in Kerblam. A light monster in Spyfall. A Jadoon and a Cyberman in Series 12. And a cyber warrior in Once Upon Time. And he's got 59 other credits outside of Doctor Who, all uncredited roles. Does he just sit outside the BBC and, like, wait? I think he just lives in Cardiff. But, like, he, his IMDb page says, like, because he has another job. I can't remember what it was. It's something dumb. But he's like, when I'm not filming or when I'm not shooting, I blah, blah, blah. It's like, what do you mean when you're not shooting? You're, <laughs> everything you do takes <laughs> three hours. Anyway, what do you want to talk about? How River Song's statement that uh, the doctor at that point in time was not her doctor is a now very contemporary allegory for all of us on sections or or times in which the doctor which is currently the actor is not quite our doctor but at some point in time we had our own doctor that we love so dearly has done very deliberately and i think rose said it in david Tennant's first episode too it's definitely been said during regeneration oh maybe clara said it in deep breath when we were yeah. podcasting this episode what was the most current Doctor Who episode out? Were we into Jody already? I don't know when we did the episode. Four years ago. <laughs> four years yeah, ago four years. and three days. I feel oh. like we were into Jody. Because we, we would have seen all of River by then. Um, yeah, it was right before the pandemic. It was a year before the pandemic. Yeah, right before the pandemic. <laughs> So I believe that October was when I was in Germany watching Jody's first episode. Oh, so it might have yeah. been in the might have been in the downtime, the year and a half before or in between Capaldi and Jody. Well the next one that oh nope, that's classic who I was like, you guys did the mind robber. Oh no, she started in twenty eighteen. So yeah, we were Jody's first season wrapped January 1st, 2019, and her second one started January 1st, 2020. So we were just halfway in between her first two series. You were watching old Doctor Who episodes. No, we were doing this one. Yeah, we were doing 
Silence and Library, Force of the Dead. <laughs> no, you were doing uh, The Mind Robber. No, that's The Brothers. Oh, yeah. Man, if I had time to edit, we should still do Brothers. Those are always our highest rated episodes. <laughs> <laughs> what would we do, though? We're we're doing classic with everybody now. I don't know, just shit on the other people that aren't there. Oh. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Um, I made some changes to the website this week. If anyone wants to check it out, like some of the navigation stuff was kind of convoluted. I fixed it, cleaned it up a little. So if you do want to listen to any of our older episodes like this one, it's a lot easier now. You can go on our website and just click season or series four. It'll take you to all of our podcasts about series four in order. It used to be like click on what doctor you wanted or what companion you wanted. I had like 95 different navigation buttons. And I what, used it. Uh... It was nice. What uh, website is that, Jake? Real quick. AmeriDahoo.com. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, we have to, before we're done talking about content, we have to talk a little bit about the girl. Because last time we only talked about the girl and not at all about Reverse Song, and now we're doing a full reversal. What girl? <laughs> Cal. 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 No, we, I mean, we... Charlotte Abigail Lux. Okay, we talked about this last time, and I had the same thing this time. I didn't realize that she was dead until the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> what do you think when her face shows up on the robot at the end I was like huh <laughs> there it <Perfect>. is <laughs> you know what I've never thought in my life huh <laughs> okay I don't believe we do need to talk about the girl <laughs> okay can we talk about Dr. is it Moon Dr. Moon Yeah. yeah. what is Dr. Moon the antivirus. Yeah, McAfee antivirus. Yeah. Oh, that part and, I did uh, understand. He just keeps he's he just keeps uh, Cal safe and uh, healthy and updated and, that, and does the restarts. And that manifests as a therapist. So we should all have a therapist. Well, yeah. So why does Cal have a dad? Is that like is the dad at all important to the story? No. No. Yeah, that part. Like, I just feel bad for the dad. He's not real. Yeah, it's just a program. Yeah. But why? She turned him off. Then why have him? Because little all? kids don't know how to make sandwiches. <laughs> they need someone to do it for them. And wash the dishes. That's yeah. all he was doing. A glorified I mean, perpe- housekeeper. She's perpetually yeah. in, in like child state, right? Yeah. And it's all about the simulation. It's why the Matrix has people die of cancers because it has to feel real. And she can pull from any of the books in the library, correct? Who knows? So she should have. Yeah, I actually, imagine. Yeah, she you know what she doesn't do known. in this story? Read a fucking book. She, <laughs> she watches a lot of TV. She should have known exactly <laughs> who the doctor is then, because the Vashon Arata definitely did. Totally been a few hundred years. She hasn't gotten around to all of them. And, like, wouldn't her TV be all the stories in the library anyway? I don't know. What? No. Okay. Uh, one thing. <laughs> there are no follow questions. One thing I thought was funny. Uh, so when Donna was going through a dream sequence and she would be like, oh, I'm tired. And then like show up in bed. Like there's no way she's skipping over the sexy times when she got <laughs> married and is making those babies. Because Donna's dirty. <laughs> yeah. God, can you imagine living your yeah, life like I, that? Just I wish I was here. I and love then it happened. When... Yeah, Evangeline like broke that wall 
Do you just for say her yeah? Too? And then time like, look completely different. <laughs> well, okay, I'll stop. Just be a person. <laughs> he didn't even wait for me to finish. He said yeah in nope. the middle of my yep. sentence and start talking again. Uh, Sam, have you ever seen the movie Click with Adam Sandler? Oh yeah. <laughs> It's very similar to that, and it's a very sad story as well. It is, isn't it? Man. In in the old podcast, did we do favorite lines? No. No. Well, we... I mean, I dropped a few, but... We I don't just know did MVP. Yeah. I think we generally just always talk favorite about lines. our favorite no, we, lines. We used to. Yeah. You weren't there, Terry. Hold on, what did Terry... When I did join in the beginning, we had favorite lines. Yeah, you didn't that... join in the beginning. No, when I my beginning, my story. <laughs> yeah, um, so <laughs> but Terry, right. what were you actually going to say? Everyone be quiet so we could cut out that part where Terry talked. Um <laughs> oh. so my if if we're gonna were to do it, I believe now my favorite line is when the the doctor's explaining his plan about how he's gonna run this thing through his brain and River says, You'll die. And he goes, I'll try really hard. Or I'll try hard not to. Seriously, it's like my main thing. <laughs> my favorite line yeah. is not really a line, and it's not really great, but it's when um, Donna's husband doesn't get his stammer out when she's leaving. The best part. The absence of a line? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sad. Um, best line. One of the lines I wrote down was, why do you even have handcuffs? Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> my my line isn't really a line it's more of a like a like an acting moment so after the first realization that river had that the doctor doesn't know her the doctor got pulled back to like this situation at at large and she's in the background and she's going through it like she is acting her fucking ass off oh you mean her job Thank you, Sam. Finally, somebody understands. (laughs) I'm just saying, that's my favorite line, is her just acting in the background, like, going through a revelation. It was so fucking good. (laughs) You mean her... That's an inside joke from way back. No one fucking knows that shit. years ago. One time, we, we said an actor did a good job, and that... We were happy, or like we were applauding them, and Cody said, "They're an actor; that's their job." <laughs> Jake wishes it was one time. It's true, <laughs> so many shit. times. And so I think funny. it was talking about David Tennant in your favorite episode. <laughs> yeah, no, it don't... cracks me up every time. <laughs> yeah, he's an actor. He's supposed he, to be that's awesome. His job. He's, he's... Oh no, uh, no, we were talking about. Wait. What was Cody's favorite at the time? Was it Family, uh, Family of Blood? Family of Blood. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was that one. I do really hate when people tell me that I did a good job on something that's my job to do. <laughs> like, yeah, of course I did. I do that. Um, you should get over I that. Understand. That's that's a psychological disorder. It's really annoying. Like, you should oh, find, good find job. Joy. <laughs> no, I agree. I understand. That, yeah, it makes me not like I was thinking of picking Cody next for like the next time we do this, like a a rewatch. But Black I think spot. he's going to pick that one Black or spot. that one. So I want to mix it up, <laughs> pick someone who might not pick a tenant episode. Um, but I think all of you might pick tenant episodes. Mine's not tenant. 
I've already told you I'm not doing 10 an episode. Capaldi's got infinitely good episodes. Sam is yours. Uh, you already know. The Vincent? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, Why uh. do we watch sad episodes, man? No, but Vincent Doctor's great. It's just uh it's just Jake. it's just basic. Jake, this is what you <laughs> wanted. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> audacity <laughs> i don't know what that means but i love it as an insult <laughs> yeah when we when we get to me doing one it's gonna be a three-parter and i apologize in advance but it'll be years from now oh god i did the math on this oh no we're going to start season five of classic who we'll get done in the middle of september and then sam will let you pick the next story that we do and we'll be able to do some of season six before the show comes back with the 60th anniversary specials and then we're just like we're in because then there's probably going to be a christmas special and then the season with shooty will begin Woohoo! doctor who's coming back guys we're only six months away it actually Five months away. seems real close now yeah, that is very close. For Doctor Who scheduling, that's very, very close. Considering the last yeah. new episode we watched was 10 months ago. Uh, nope. Less, less than that? Eight. It was in November. Eight months. Ooh. Seven? Was it in October? For sure it, was it was October. Oh, if only I had this Wikipedia page open it in front of my October. face. We were in Ireland. It was in October. It was October 23rd, 2022. Oh, we were in Vegas, probably. Right? Nope, not yet. No, not A week yet. later. week later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I almost went there, but I was in Ireland for 10 days. I didn't think I should <laughs> immediately go to Vegas for a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Hindsight, should have. It's a good time. Hey, Terry. Hey, what? Who's MVP? Catherine Tate. Giggity. Alex, I already know what you're going to say, but tell me. It's Alex Kingston. Fucking right it Alex is. Alex, love Alex. <laughs> In this whole season, Catherine Tate crushes. Like, she's crying all the time. <laughs> they... Can't, even in episode, or in scenes where she's not crying, there's tears in her eyes because she's getting ready for the next scene where she has to cry. But this... First episode where we get Alex Kingston, she's such a breath of fresh air. She's so cool and different and sexy as fuck. I believe we call it banging. Yeah. And it's just it just works. Inside that spacesuit. And yes, every <laughs> hey. That spacesuit <laughs> works. It was it was hugging in all the right places. Right? Yeah. Around the handcuffs and all. <laughs> Can I go last? Cody. <laughs> it's got to go to Alex Kingston. Yeah. Hands down. Like, I want to say the doctor, but... Oh, you can. But I can't. I want to say will. this, but I can't. You, you really can't. Like, out of everyone in this story, he's like seventh. <laughs> he doesn't really do a ton. No. Well, no, he does. You're you're kind of... He does the David Tennant yelly thing, and then he... He hurdles a bookcase. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's fine. But his conversations with River in the end, 
his like his acting was really good. Oh yeah, he's always good. Sam. Mm, Stephen Moffat. It was just too good of a start. Such a good Donna story. When when we got into the Moffat era, did you pick Moffat very often for your MVP? I picked <laughs> I picked Moffat in the last time we did this. Oh yeah, yeah. You did right after I picked Moffat. Mm-hmm. I picked the little girl last did. time. <laughs> did. Do you remember who I picked? I don't I feel like it was Moffat, but I can't remember. Yeah, it must have been. Like I, I couldn't have. No, it was probably or was purposely it Alex not like Kingston because you literally picked her for every single time she was on. Oh, yeah, I said I was going to do that. And I don't remember if it started with this episode or not now. No, it had to start with the next one because I wouldn't want to give away that she was coming back. Yeah, but you could still pick her, you know, meta, like, just get ahead of the game. Yeah. Wait till we get to um, the third Doctor and we get to... Fuck, I'm blanking our name. Uh, I can only remember her real name. Joe. When we get to Joe... She, I will pick her every single episode. She's on for three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, you want to be last? I think I have to go with Moffat still. There's just so much good. But it's really hard to not pick Alex King- Kingston. It's hard to not mm-hmm. pick David Tennant. I know he's not in it a lot, but man, he's just a breath of fresh air. Yeah, D- he's mm-hmm. been good. watching a whole bunch of old who. Also... Like reserve MVP, like Murray Gold. It's oh man, my like god! The, How have we not talked about this yet? Right? It like the first like sounds came on. I was like, oh yeah, I remember. It's been this like a hundred episodes since we talked about music at all. I think the music in it makes half of the story. I I started watching it through a second time. Just had it on in my car, just listening to it, and the music. So and good. he's back. He's back, baby. Ugh. He's gonna be in that new shit. I'm so excited. I'm glad it you really like it makes such a difference. I'm so glad you brought that up, Jill. He doesn't get it over Moffat, but like real close second runner up with other people. I was like listening <laughs> to it in my car, I was like, are those flutes? It's so good. <laughs> maybe maybe like super throwback MVP. Like in the wings, just for the series, would be the casting director in getting David Tennant because he's just fucking. The casting director didn't get David Tennant. Well, whoever did. Russell T. Davies. Fucking give it to him. The show he did right before (laughs) Doctor Who was called Casanova, where he cast a young David Tennant and they became friends. And so when Eccleston, when it was reported after the first episode that Eccleston was leaving the show, Everyone in the world knew it was going to be David Tennant, <laughs> and it was. Um, nice. Was it just me, or did it sound like he was wearing an Invisalign through this episode? It's just because he's Scottish. I don't remember <laughs> him sounding like that before. He, he does. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just been, it's been a minute. I was just uh, listening, or watching the finale of this season and it's he goes to the shadow proclamation and he speaks jadoon and it's so hard for him and russell would constantly write in words that he knew was hard for david to say with his scottish accent and he'd just <laughs> do it on purpose to fuck with him oh what a jerk 
Okay. I think that's enough of this bullshit. The Jadoon on the moon. Well, that, that was it. That's the thing that he made him say because he knew he couldn't do it. <laughs> a platoon of Jadoon on the moon. Okay. So next time, next podcast, we're getting into the second Doctor's second season. Season five. We got a new female companion, Victoria. We just picked her up at the la- end of last story. Because her entire family is dead and she has nothing, so we're kidnapping her. <laughs> it's four parts. One of the very few Second Doctor stories that is completely intact. We don't have any animations. It just exists. No, oh, no. What do you mean, oh, no, no? <laughs> you prefer <laughs> the animations? <laughs> I prefer when they're completely missing. <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's Patrick Troughton. It's Jamie. It's Victoria. It's Tomb of the Cybermen. Okay, Alex, do the song. Jamie is pretty fun. This is Band Married Who, our rewatch of Silence in the Library, Force of the Dead. Um, if you would like to participate with us in Twitter, which we didn't do this episode, but coming up we will. You can do so at Married to Who Pod. Uh, if you want to check out our newly, uh, re- not really redesigned, but cleaned up a little bit website. If you to listen to anything beyond our 100 most recent episodes, you can do so on our website, Married to Who. Dot com. On behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and producer Terry, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for Tomb of the Cybermen. I got fucking way better at that since last time. It's supposedly <laughs> the paper crumpling theme song, and I had paper. Oh, yeah, paper shit.